Fit for Life Radio, episode number 99. I am Gary. And I'm Will. And we are your hosts. Hostesses. Hostesses. We'll hosts. walk you to your table yeah. and seat you. And then your server will come. Yeah. Your server, Diego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You would think that that would, that would lead in nicely if we were doing like a nutrition podcast. No, we're today, not. But it's not the case. Whatever. There is no natural lead in. Today we are talking about a little more abstract. Yeah. No, no research review or, or nothing super concrete, but just a general theme of success outside the gym versus inside it. And with that is so really it's the athlete versus everyday Joe kind of argument, you know. And we'll start it by saying this isn't right or wrong. It's just all context dependent. Yeah. And I think sometimes people have to, you know, we're not saying that one goal is better than the other or not to pursue one or the other. We're just saying that we'll the one we're going to talk about is extremely underrepresented and underrepresented. Uh, underrepresented. Right when I said it, I was like, <laughs> "This is wrong." That's not right. <laughs> Reaches for caffeine. Um, yeah. So, and it's kind of not cool, I guess. So people don't approach it as a goal, but the reality is, it's most people's. Gold. It's where most people should be. <laughs> Which is they want their things to be better outside the gym. And what we mean by that is a lot of people, they're driven, oh, I want to improve this lift over anything else, right? Or if they're, they have a sport that's like Olympic lifting or CrossFit or powerlifting, these are all gym sports. Yeah. So if that is your main goal, you go to the gym to get better at the gym inside the gym at those things yeah the thing is like with any sport just like football or baseball right yeah you may want to be a better baseball player or a better football player and with that means you might get a concussion from smacking into someone 60 times for three hours right you may get hit in the head by a baseball or you know sprain your knee or ankle while sliding into a base these are these are trade-offs, right? Yeah. There's always going to be a risk when and you're that's pushing fine. physically. You're cool with that. And then you may have to limp through you may be on crutches for for a year because you tore your ACL for the pursuit of being better and performing well at that sport. Well, the same thing goes for the gym sports. You could end up, you know, in crutches or in a, a pain or tearing your pec. Just maybe general like your lower back always hurts and you have to pass on playing with your kids or doing something outside the gym. So it's perfectly okay to want to go to the gym and you just want to improve your general fitness, your ability to move, maybe help aid a fat loss goal, body recomposition change so that you know outside the gym you have better health markers, you yeah. don't breathe as heavily doing things. And that's perfectly fine. And it's understanding that maybe to improve your life outside the gym, you sacrifice, you trade off 
how you train how you train and being the best at maybe a certain exercise or training sport or something like that and that it's okay it's a worthy goal and you don't have to it doesn't have to be the other way yeah i think people get really caught up in wanting to be the best Mm -hmm. in the gym and always push it and you know do everything they can to like improve their bench press or whatever it is that's a super common one and like at the expense of a lot of other stuff Mm -hmm. you know like and there's always better options too you know like we at the gym know that you know we've programmed to keep people healthier like get stronger but like there's trade-offs like we don't do any olympic lifting because well like that shit's risky for average people to do you know Mm -hmm. and the time sink of it um and then other things like you know back squats like we don't really do any back squatting like there's other alternatives and our trade-off is like yeah you might not get good at back squats because we're going to do a goblet squat with a dumbbell because you're going to probably feel better outside of the gym because you know if you have any shoulder issues a back squat will probably exacerbate that and like realizing like that's fine yeah or we'll use a safety bar squat, right? Where the yeah. handles are in your front so you don't have to worry about that shoulder issue. But yeah, if you want to go and compete in powerlifting, well, you have to do a barbell back squat mm-hmm. with your hand, you know, shoulders in that position. So you're not going to be getting better per se at that. Yeah. But those are the trade-offs, right? Um, and it's and all, another one is time. You yeah. Know, to get good at stuff in the gym, you're typically going to have to spend more time there. And Absolutely. What if, what if you don't want to? What if you... Don't want to spend your weekend inside the gym, you know, and maybe you do, which is completely fine. Maybe you want to spend four hours inside the gym working on the tech- technique yeah. or something like that. Which is that. cool. Cause like that's your hobby and that's your drive and yeah, and that's perfectly cool. But that's not everyone. And if that's not you, you don't have to feel guilty. And what happens is people think, well, if I can't commit and be at that level, why should I even do any of this at all? Yeah. Which, which is you know such a wild mindset you don't want to do that right it's okay to go to the gym three days a week for 45 minutes each what's that um two hours and 15 minutes yeah that's fine because you're going to be better outside because of that anyways you know like most people most people's activities are way more than going to the gym right people like to hike people Mm -hmm. like to run people like to bike I didn't know yeah. I was, I didn't know I was going to run. Your garden. Yeah, like just being able to do so many different things. There's such a variety yeah. of activities that people really love and none of those have to be spending all your time in a gym. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think it's just, it's almost like people need permission to not kill themselves at the gym, I think. Yeah. Like you don't have to do that, you know. And a lot of it comes from um, like learning lessons the hard way too. I think some people yeah. like... You know, you have an I mean, injury and then you're like, well, shit, like that's not worth it. I don't want that to ever happen again. And maybe I don't care enough about said specific goal, like getting your bench press to a certain weight to even pursue that anymore, you know? And that's, unfortunately, a lot of us do learn the hard way. And I know as coaches, we do our best to like, you know, help prevent other people from learning the hard way. But the reality is that's just the way some people have to do it unfortunately um you know you have to go through it versus being told hey maybe that's not the best idea yeah but luckily too when we see it you provide an environment where hey here's the baseline of training this will help you improve outside the gym there's a lot of people who almost are like relieved like yeah oh, like yes. oh my god I can okay. just go three days a week this and not, not be guilt 
tripped into I need to do more or I just develop a level of relative strength and not have to be pushed to be like, no, you need to keep going yeah. into extreme levels. Um, and people are almost relieved. And you know what the cool thing is? Those people end up training consistently week in and week out, year in and year out. And end up in a great place. In a better place than people who are like, I'm going to do this elite thing and they go hard for three months and then burn out and don't do it and and they don't do it for two years yeah then they're like i'm gonna get back into this so and i've learned the hard way from you know coming from like the big three background of like i have i mean same thing squat and bench press and i would always get hurt i would always or even when i was squatting or bench pressing more i would research well what's the world record for you know my weight class and then I'm going to, you know, try to work towards that. And it's just not reasonable. And would always hurt. And then do nothing outside the gym. Yeah. Because I was like, well, this will impact yeah. my recovery for this weird goal. And I didn't even compete. I didn't even get no one's paying me. Yeah. I wasn't going to win money. I wasn't, you know. It's, it, a, it's a hard thing to balance for people. Yeah. You know. And, and then when you realize you can just go to the gym. And just do and it. Leave, and then and be, you don't have to tie anything. And then you're gone. To to it, per se. Yeah. You can and just focus on getting a little better. Maybe it's doing a movement better. Maybe it is getting a couple extra reps, mm-hmm. going up five pounds after a month or two. Um, but yeah, you don't have to tie your self-worth. I think that's a... I was going to say that. I think it's a really big thing is people tie themselves to their lifts. Like, unless I can squat X amount of pounds, like... I'm a, you know, I'm not worthy, essentially. And, mm-hmm. you know, people may not say that out loud, but I'm sure that's how a lot of people feel is that, you know, if my total isn't this and say weightlifting or powerlifting, then, you know, like I'm just not there. You know, I'll be happy when I get there, which is a whole other thing. And mm-hmm. we maybe even did a podcast on that of like, you're never going to be happy with a destination yeah. anyways. And I think that that pursuit, you fall into that trap a lot. You know, when my squat gets to 500 pounds, I'm going to be happy. Nah, you're just going to feel as shitty as you did when it was at 300. Um, so that that's a really hard thing to to work through. And I think part of it is enjoying the day-to-day. Like enjoying the process. Like that's something that um, I think all, you know, you and I both really enjoy the process. And, you know, can go to the gym, not PR. And technically, like, I'm fine. You know, it'll happen yeah. in time or I'll get better in some way. Um, but the act of doing it is where the enjoyment comes from. Yeah. And that's another thing I think that has to be a, a change in people's minds is that, and not tying, you know, like, oh, that was a really good workout because I, you know, I PR'd. And if you don't PR, it was a bad workout. Yeah. So then you're just, and it's just like with food, like good and bad food, like that doesn't help anybody. You know, there's context, there's nuance. Really, it's just a workout. Yeah. You know, and you can change based on that, but saying you had a good or a bad, you know, will really impact how you think about things. Yeah. And you have to, and there's immense benefit to just maintaining a certain level of um, physicality. So if you can, you know, bench press, dumbbell bench press 60s and goblet squat 60s and you main, and, and get into, you know, the range of motion and, not have pain and move through these things and then you never make any more progress but you maintain a certain ability like there's lots of health benefits you're gonna be in such a good place you know if you do this thing at 35 and you can still do it at 65 
dude, you're killing the game. Yeah. Like that there and you have to just like you have to remind yourself of that that you know, unlike some things, there is a lot of benefit to just maintaining a an certain average ability. level of ability. Yeah. And, and it's really hard for people to wrap their head around that or to be excited about that. But mm-hmm. again, like we compare it a lot to like brushing your teeth, right? Well, you're not, yeah, you just know if I just brush my teeth twice a day and floss once a day, I'll maintain good yeah. mouth health, right? And nobody freaks out about like, oh, I got like, to brush harder. Yeah. I got to brush better. I got to brush four times a day. Yeah, faster. Gotta, yeah. I like gotta, you never think about that. It's just the practice of mm-hmm. doing it keeps you in check and that's fine and it's good. So, um, and there, of course, is more nuance. So don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure there's people out there that are going to bring up exceptions. But, you know, w- with regards to working out, like most of us do it to feel better, be more able, and, you know, to look better. That's it. You know, I would say the majority of people don't care what a certain number is on a lift, yeah. you know, or at the end of the day, they don't. They might in the moment. I mean, but- if you look at our gym, Coastal Strength and Fitness, I would say less than 20% you know, care, like people make, they want to progress, especially in the beginning, but, yeah. but yeah, most people kind of will, um, you know, be happy just getting a little stronger, mm-hmm. doing more than they could. And yeah, ultimately like get to a place to where they feel and move better. Yeah. Right. But not be like, I have to, um, get this absolute strength, mm-hmm. you know, which is like, getting to a number that's as high as possible and that's the driving force yeah and we know that with that comes injury you know like we not that it's going to happen but like the risk is higher when you're really pushing it yeah because then you're more likely to kind of you know loosen up your form a little bit or give yourself a pass on you know doing a rep that like maybe i shouldn't have done that Mm -hmm. technically or you may require need more like um Umph, you know, mm-hmm. and so then you get to hype, psych yourself up, and then you get you know more adrenaline pumping, and that that kind of will cover some things up. But as with any sport, and that's the thing, we have the luxury of doing these things, yeah, because we can get hurt and know we can go have surgery or recover or kind of get enough food and oh yeah, and do. But bef- you know, hundreds of years ago, you you could be done, right? You're yeah. the weak link. You can't walk anymore. You, you, there's, there is no recovery. Yeah, like you there tear was, your ACL. So you like, would be more cautious. No one would just ignore internal cues of like, hey, stop. Yeah. And push past, right? Um, and that's where competition, you know, helps us do those things. But again, mm-hmm. that's a luxury. Yeah. Um, to be able to, to do that. So none of us are having to do it for like our life. Yeah, for our survival. Like it's not, squatting 800 pounds is not essential for survival. Yeah. You know? And now I get it. that's where if you it is your sport and you're a professional and you're getting paid now it kind of is right well, it's how yeah. you put food on the table um, it's probably the you know reward can outweigh the risk but for, and it usually does for those people yeah. that are really at the high level so yeah start there and yeah kind of be honest with your situation and then if deep down you're main and again it could be on a scale there could be part of you that does have that itch right but you have to maybe it's still less like do your number one priority number one goals lie outside the gym or inside the gym yeah and i would start there you know and if yeah your number one priority is hitting a thousand pounds on your squat deadlift bench press then yeah pursue that but understand the trade-offs and if 
that's not your goal, you don't feel that way, then that's cool. You don't have to feel bad or guilty about no. it. And you can go to the gym two days a week and be successful. Yeah, and get strong and be able, and then you can do anything outside of the gym that you want to. Yep. And I think that's our, you know, our larger goal for people, you know, that come to, to our gym is like just being able to do whatever they want yeah. in life. No matter what that is and no matter what age you are, you know, if you wanted to go stand up paddleboard, like I want people to be able to do that and be confident doing it. Um, and part of that comes with, you know, getting better inside the gym. Yep. And maybe it will help you to identify more specific things outside the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then you can still have, okay, this thing instead of just being super general, you know? Yeah. Say, yeah, I want to stand up paddleboard or I want to um, play with my grandkids and not feel aches and pains. Yeah. So that's such a common one, man. Be specific, but um, make it outside the gym stuff. And then that will be a little more motivating. Yeah. And a lot of times that is a good you know, motivator for a good, you know, external motivator, well, maybe internal, um, of like, Hey, I want to be able to get up off of the ground with my kids or grandkids, mm-hmm. which seems so simple. But, you know, when you think about how that affects your day to day of not being able to interact with, you know, these little people that you love, that's a very strong motivator for people. Yep. And it sticks with you. And, and that can be the main thing that keeps you going to the gym. Yeah. And the thing that a lot of, especially you know, people that are listening or that get mad at topics like this because they feel triggered because they're like super motivated by the sport or whatever. Typically, those people are always in their 20s, early 30s. Yeah. And and I've been there. Same. But I was also lucky enough to be a co- trainer, you know, at a gym with people that were older. And then now we see, you know, we meet with five to 10 people a week, new people, you know, real people. Yep. And they're typically in their 40s and 50s. And they just want, they have so much injuries and pain. And they yeah. weren't even gym people. It just came, came from life or doing things. But most of them were, were doing, like we meet a lot of people who trained really hard when they were younger. And now they struggle to be able to do anything because of those injuries. Yeah. And when you see that enough, and you see people who have had like three knee surgeries and two shoulder surgeries, and now they can't raise their arm and, and they have to walk with a limp, Dude, which then causes their hip to hurt. It's crazy. And they're like just trying to find something they can do. Yeah, it, may, that's our, it makes you realize that a lot of it's not worth it. If you would ask those people if they would do it over again, they would tell you no, you know, or they would have been more mindful. Mm-hmm. And how many people are like, I wish I knew now what I knew then about training, yeah. you know, or I wish I found you guys sooner, you know, when I used to train like, you know, like this, like, you know, more, more intense or more targeted or whatever. Um, and there's rarely someone that's like, oh, you know, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Normally if you got paid a lot of money and had a lot of glory and then you're glad you did it, you're, you're glad you did it. If, you but if you're and, like an accountant and yeah. you know, just you did these really hard workouts yeah. or training style when you were in your twenties and now you can't and your raise and your family. arms over your head. Yeah. And the people that love you, they don't care. No, nah. nobody gives a crap about how much you can squat period. Yeah. No one's like, bro, he's not cool. He only squats two fifty. Like we're not going to hang out with him. No, like, First of all, if anybody does that, they're not worth your time anyways. But I would guarantee you that basically nobody cares what you can do. Generally, people are like, no, you go to the gym, whatever. Um, 
but so tying your self-worth to that when nobody cares is just kind of silly now if you care and again it is a priority yeah there's nothing wrong with it being a priority by all means go for it but then yeah make sure it's something you're doing for you but again at the same time the point of the podcast is that is pushed so much that people think if they don't feel that way what's the point of doing anything yeah and the point of doing anything is, yeah, there's a base level that actually can help make you better outside the gym, whereas, believe it or not, trying to be better inside the gym to a certain level will, can have negative Im- impacts outside the gym. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a balance. That's all we're saying. Yeah. And again, it comes down to like being kind of in the middle. Moderation, right? Or like where you at in your life, right? It's we had such a know, big one. Joe on. In one of the podcasts, maybe maybe pull it up and Joe Roth, yeah, Joe Roth, see. who's a client of ours, and he talks about yeah how he was a runner earlier in his life, and then eventually work, kids, it got pushed aside. He you know couldn't manage it all, and then as his kids grew older and his work and career were more established, and he had found himself with more time, he was able to ramp things up, and eventually got into endurance running and racing and competing and things like that. And he has a lot of experience and trains better, trains differently to where he feels great and is able to compete how he wants, right, Um, at this stage of his life. So that's the other thing. Your goals don't always have to be um, forever and always. They can change. I'm over here struggling. Yeah, man. You ever heard of of Spotify? I'm on Spotify. I'll fight you. I guess I could have searched, right? I mean, you're gonna find it before me. For some reason, my search function's not. Mm-hmm. Now it's frozen. Oh, seventy six. Episode seventy six. Yeah. For anybody, and it's a really good episode. And and you know, Joe, like Joe has his stuff together, you know, and is very mindful about the way he does things and really work towards it. But like running's a huge priority for him, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it, especially, you know, if you are somebody who, you know, likes to run. It's an interesting one. Yep. Um, so, yeah. All right. Joseph. So, I think that's good for the tidbit we went to get across. Yeah. A little more, I mean, a little more of a rant today, kind of, but, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people got to hear it. Something we see. I think that's the other thing that's starting to get lost is um, not to... I guess a, a little bit to, to brag on what we do, but it's really we're more fortunate in that we do have this a gym setting in person where you're with people in yeah. real, real life and it's a group, that group style of gym where, yeah, you build relationships, connect with people, and yeah, you get to know and see these things, right? Where so much now is just people on social media, they have their own individual experience and then they just kind of blast things out to everyone like, hey, this is um, how it should be. This is the only way. But the reality is, man, we, we see people, what they're struggling with, what they want, yeah, I mean, what they don't want. And yeah, it's actually, it's funny because on this, when you get onto the internet, social media world, the minority of things feels like the majority. It, it does. But then you get into like working with people in real life, and you the realize- majority <laughs> of people, and you, and you realize that, the majority is the minority online. Yeah. 
in the internet world. And I think the yeah, the minority always it is always going to be more vocal, right? It's like nobody, well, people are way less likely to leave like a review on something, you know, if you know, if they had a good experience. But if they had a bad experience, yeah. you better believe they're leaving a bad review. You know, so it's same thing like if, you know, something, you know, negative or someone feels very strongly about something, which we know the mm-hmm. the extremes will use diet-wise like, you know, the keto or carnivore community in the vegan community like they're very vocal online and you would think that 80 percent of the united states follows those diets based on how we see it but we know the truth is they're still the minority even though they are very very vocal about it yeah so So when people are perusing the internet they're like oh my gosh this is the way yeah what everyone's doing and the reality is it's just not those extremes are not sustainable for most people and not many people are doing them at all yeah exactly they just seem to be everywhere yeah and then, like, most people just doing, like, normal, moderate things don't, yeah. probably don't feel the need to bring it up or blast it on mm-hmm. social media like it is the way. And with exercise, yeah. What's going to be more appealing when someone stumbles on it? Like, they see someone doing this amazing feat of strength, or they just see someone doing a, th- a few push-ups yeah. with good form. <laughs> yeah. You know, but not to an extreme amount. One is not as exciting so as the other to see. get attracted to, yeah, these extremes, and they're like, well, this is what I have to pursue if I'm going to, ex-, and that's what they relate as like exercise and health when the reality is what it really is for most people is boring yeah it's brushing your teeth not exciting yeah so which then is fine no when you're not seeing that so then when that starts to happen you start to feel that way you think something's wrong mm-hmm. and this is not the case yeah something to realize and it took me time to realize this is that like working out does not need to be exciting and not saying you don't look forward to it, because I look forward to it every single day, but it's not like, you know, I'm going to see a movie for the first time and I'm really pumped about it. Like, I'm going to the gym and I love that it's good for me and it benefits me and I feel great doing it, but there's not this huge excitement to it and it's fine. So if you find yourself in that spot where you're like, oh, I'm not pumped to go to the gym, okay. Are you pumped to brush your freaking teeth in the morning? Nobody is, no. you know, but you do it because it's great for you and you're grateful that you do it. So your yeah. teeth don't fall out of your head. And, you know, every now and then you get a little new flavor of toothpaste. Mm-hmm. You might be excited for that one day You're or like, two. like, oh, yeah, this is But then is eventually it. it's just brushing your teeth. And, then it's just- and that's what happens with people when they think, oh, well, I'm bored, so I'm just going to change my workout routine or program, right? Or I've been doing um, Orange Theory, so, but now I'm going to go do Club Pilates. But the reality is you're just going in the circle and delaying of like you need to eventually just be okay because you've got to be okay being bored with it yeah you'll change the flavor and it'll be fun for a short amount of time but it's still you can't keep changing the flavor yeah it doesn't work that way better just finding something that you'll you'll stick with yeah um boom one thing i did this is a slight tangent on that but something that resonated with me um from listening to the huberman lab is that like to get enjoyment out of, you know, things you really like, and this is paraphrasing and summarizing, but, like, you have to kind of be okay with being bored sometimes with anything. Like, it, it, the world doesn't need to be exciting 24-7, and if it is, you know, anything less than that is going to feel terrible. So, like, just be okay, you know, quote-unquote, being bored with your training, and it's fine. And then, you know, when things truly are exciting or you have a great workout, like that's fine and it'll feel great. Um, But you have to be okay with your baseline being normal. Yeah, but everyone's chasing like dopamine. Everyone's chasing, yeah. Every second of every day. Exactly. And 
don't. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully some of you find that helpful. I hope. We'll be back next week with 100. Episode 100. It's going to be a special one. All right. See ya. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.